that Isaac is cool. Turns out having an emotional breakdown is very tiring. Mm, I'm sorry. Okay. I really am um, on on the upswing. Good. I'm just not, not trying to rush it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I, since I hit record, I will include this. If <laughs> you are having an emotional breakdown, as one does, uh, don't force it. Just mm-hmm. kind of make your way back to normal. Mm-hmm. Don't just take the little bit of dopamine you get from something good and be like, I'm fine. Because mm-hmm. exactly. you aren't fine. Exactly. Unless and it's okay fine. to not be fine. Exactly. It is okay to not be fine. I am mm-hmm. not currently fine. But I love Megan. And this is fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Megan has turned into a bird. <laughs> I, I do this to a, a coworker of ours uh, all the time. Where I will, if I see her at a distance, I'll just go. <laughs> and once in a while, when I'm feeling like it, I will call her on the phone. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's, I'll, I'll cut this part out. It's Zayna. Um, okay, I was like, who is it? Yeah, it's Zayna. <laughs> she can, oh she can have God. a shout out. I mean, Zayna, I'm oh, going to yeah, shout totally. you out. We love you. Yeah, um, hi, Zayna. Also. <laughs> um. Anyway, hi friends. Sup nerds. Welcome to Shit I Think is Cool. A podcast. A podcast. Was that our <laughs> longest banter before we actually possibly, saved Possibly. Very At least, possibly. I don't know. Was which was the episode? Was it the last episode that we said our names like midway through because we realized Probably. I think it may have been. I honest I don't really remember. I'm just they all kind of play together that. at this point. Yeah. My name is Whitney French. Oh, right. I'm Megan McGinley. <laughs> I remember. I reminded us because we forgot. We're both thing. kind of tired today. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're kind of, it's going to be a chill episode. Maybe yes. some like some goosebumps because honestly, the story when I was, that I'm doing when I was researching it, I made the mistake of like sitting on my bed with my back because I live in a studio apartment, my back mm-hmm. to the rest of my apartment. Oh, no. That sounds like a poor choice. Oh, it's such a bad choice. Oh, I was God. so freaked out. Oh my god, I'm really excited for your story. I, like, well, the funny thing was that I completely uh, just forgot that this, whenever this episode comes out, it is still going to be October. I don't know why I was convinced that it wasn't. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do something like totally not spooky. And then I was like, oh my, this morning, I think, I was like, oh fuck. Like, yeah. it's still October. I got to think of something. Yeah, and Megan did text me and was like, I need to come up with a spooky story. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I did. I obviously I found one. It's not as spooky, but I'm so excited to hear yours. But I think maybe it'll be good if yours is that spooky. Yes. Mine's like not as, but it's still spooky. That's fair. Um, we can end on mine. We can just okay. we can we. My phone's gonna die before we get to the point of picking a number anyway. But you can always pick a number <laughs> now. Okay. Um, but it's like two percent because I did not realize I was playing a game on my phone and that's is that why a, is that why you lost track of time i did i was having well, I, my time. meeting ran over anyway so fair enough it's all good <laughs> um but yeah so that's why i was like oh shit <laughs> and i took the charger out of here uh mm-hmm. because i normally have one in here and mm-hmm. uh I we can pick a number on my phone all right we don't have to uh, do it right now but like my phone is on like your phone works so we're good oh yeah your phone <laughs> mine is on like two um <laughs> i came in here i was like shit Mm-hmm. Um. So, how you been? How was your vacation? It was so good. Oh my god. So uh, last week, um, <laughs> it was a hot mess because <laughs> I was supposed to like 
Well, not really supposed to. It was a very last minute, unrealistic ask of me <laughs> to try and make a video for Friday. And it was just ridiculous. But anyway, for the first time ever, I just said no, because I was realistically not going to happen. Yeah. But any hoozle. So Friday was just like very stressful. And <laughs> then I had to pick up Mick from work at six, but then they ended up being done with work early. So I ended up picking them up closer to like five. And then we drove immediately to North Carolina um, for like seven-ish hours in the car. <laughs> I was at the park with Archie trying to tie him out whenever they were like, I'm done early. And I was like, fuck. Because I had also, I had pre-ordered dinner to be ready for me to pick up at like six. Because whenever mixed done at six or like any time, it's usually half hour after that. Right. So it's like, this will work out perfectly. And then I had to call Chula back. Chula is this amazing Indian, like, not like fast food. It technically is, I guess, but it is so much better than like any fast food. I have never had such good like chicken in such a fast amount of time. It's crazy. That's but anyway, awesome. anywho, so I was, I like speed walked home, finished packing the last of my things, like changed when to pick up dinner and still got to, still picked up Mickey at like 5.15 or something. I was nice. very impressed. That's pr but, That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then we got to North Carolina. We got in at like midnight, probably. Um, I slept in the next day because I was really fucking tired. Um, also, because I don't sleep in cars, I just can't. It's very, very difficult for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so we got there on Saturday. We went for a really nice long walk um, because Mickey's or yeah, Mickey's parents live in like a cool. It's not like a planned neighborhood where all the houses are exactly the same, but it's the same feeling, but the houses are smaller and so like cute and Southern and so homey. And there's this like back pathway that connects everywhere, but it's not like a regular sidewalk. It's like a trail and there's like a giant lake in there and it's freaking crazy. And it was such a great like hour or so walk with Archie and their parents. Um, and then we had like an Oktoberfest dinner. Ooh. And yeah, so Mick's mom had, uh, what's it called? Um, Sauerbraten and Spatzel and cabbage, which I don't, I, I cannot stand the smell of cabbage, but I actually did not mind the taste of this. So it was actually very good because there were apples and bacon in it. Ooh. So that like really Ooh. helped. Um, and we had Ooh. apple pie, which is not Oktoberfest, but there was apple pie. It's apple pie. It <laughs> um, apple pie needs no occasion. Exactly. Um, it was so good. Oh my god. We ate so much food. And then the next day <laughs> we uh, we went sailing because Mick's parents like, have an actual sailboat. Um, I didn't realize how much work goes into sailing. So I yeah. was like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're just gonna like relax. And I'm like, nope, I have to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not that calming. They were like, everyone was just like, oh, like this <clears throat> is this vocab word. And this is what this means. And then if we say this, you do this. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I just want to sit here in the sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, I wasn't ready for this. this I just want to relax on the on the ocean. It's mm -hmm. I don't want to do work and learn yeah, new things. Exactly. Yeah. It ended up being like, it still ended up being really fun and everything because finally they realized that like I really had no idea what I was doing and they were just like, <laughs> like, like you're fine, like just duck if we say duck and I was like, got it. And yeah. at one point I did have to duck because the the boom the, the thing, yeah, the, yeah, the boom thing went across mm -hmm. and I ducked down. Whenever I came back up, my hat was stuck in it. <laughs> so I almost got so my head knocked off. you did have to duck. I did actually have to um, duck. I've seen, I've seen quite a few movies where someone has failed. Mm -hmm. to, do, to do that or, or it's been like part of the plot 
yeah. to like disarm the bad guy or something. Oh, of like course, that. like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so then the next day we got up really early and we drove to um, Shenandoah National Park. It's my first. I'm a, I'm a national park baby. It was my first national park. Oh my god! It's I've ever hiked or camped in. It was insanely beautiful. The best part. Well, uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it's. Uh, everything about it was amazing. But I think one of the most gorgeous things was this is the furthest away from any light pollution I've ever been. The amount of stars was crazy and i brought my camera specifically for this because i put it on a long exposure and you could see like the milky way yeah i've never seen that before yeah, in my the, life the pictures that mm-hmm. you posted again megan takes amazing pictures uh <laughs> fyp uh F- fyh photo fyh yeah fyp is for your for you page <laughs> you're on tiktok too much <clears throat> i am t- uh, i honestly it's my entertainment um yeah yeah megan fyh photos, photos. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say FYH photos, my wedding photos, and then really, like, the ones like the ones that I'm talking about now are just on my personal page. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see other photos that are just, like, regular type ones, then uh, MeganMeganLee.com is where my, like, portfolio is technically yeah. <laughs> for everything else, just because I don't really know what I'm doing. For your, um, for your photo needs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um... But yes, so we hiked a lot. Archie was so tired. Oh my god. <laughs> I Whenever we got back, because we ended up, we were there for like a long weekend. We got in like midnight and then like on, well, Friday into Saturday at midnight. And then we got home Tuesday evening, much later than I thought. And whenever we were back, everywhere we were walking around the house, Archie would just like immediately curl up. And then we would get up again to like, finish unpacking and he was like no and he was like trot <laughs> so slowly behind us and then collapse on the ground because <laughs> he was like i want to be near you but i don't want to move exactly and whenever we were like done for the night um we were just watching like youtube videos and archie was curled up so tightly i have never seen him in such a perfect ball where his tail was like over his nose and like tucked into his paws mm. he was so tired he, he was, was just like i out. just want a ball i just want to be in a ball of comfort and sleep mm-hmm. i oh, saw yeah, the no. the one photo of him just like on the trail <laughs> past oh yeah because he was like oh my god he was so tired because <laughs> cool so in i keep wanting to say susquehanna i don't know why but in shenandoah um there's like there are active bears in the area so archie wasn't allowed to be off leash obviously um and he was very confused by that because whenever we go hiking it means he gets to be off leash Mm -hmm. and he kept like pulling the whole time and then finally whenever we had to turn around from one of our like grand views it was all uphill and he quickly realized that he did not want to pull anymore (laughs) and then he like we stopped at a really beautiful view and he just like curled up and started to fall asleep and we're like oh no we still have another like half mile to go but still going bud Mm -hmm. um no it looked like a great trip the the photos are amazing the the photos of the stars were gorgeous Thank you. I was that's it was my first attempt at star photography. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was doing. Like I couldn't see anything through my lens. I could see everything like visually, but not through my lens because it was so dark. Right. Yeah. And then the thing that was really crazy was that it was so dark out that I could see the star photos on my camera. But then the next day, I was trying to show Mick's dad, and you actually couldn't see anything because even on the camera, it was actually still kind of darkened in the daytime. You could barely see anything and i was like oh fuck i hope there's like actually stuff on here i don't know anymore right you but, just gotta kind of trust it 
Yeah, then I put it on my laptop and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gorgeous. Thank you. I love stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm. and photography. I saw a shooting star. You did? I've never seen a shooting star Neither before. It was so cool. <gasps> That's so exciting. Because mom saw like two or three and none of us saw it. We were like, okay, like, are you actually seeing it? Or like, is your eye, are your eyes playing tricks on you? Right. Is it and then we were walking like- back. Yeah, we, we were walking back to the campsite, and she was like, it's a shooting star, it's a shooting star! And then we all turned, and there was, like, the slowest, perfect star. It was so bright and, like, That's yellow. Awesome. And it was like, whoo! That's went so away. cool. That's it was really so neat. cool. I've never seen one before. I don't know if I ever will again, but that was really fucking cool. Um, no, that's awesome. I have not... I, I don't think I've ever seen one. If I did, it was way too long ago for me to remember. Mm-hmm. His litter box is making weird noises. Um, oh, no. I'm like two feet away from my bathroom, which is where <laughs> the litter box is. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't doesn't smell, so he's not taking a dookie. He is the stinkiest goddamn cat. The oh, other no. night, I was trying to fall asleep, and his butt was in my face, and he just no. It was brutal oh yeah you texted that but i had fallen back asleep yeah <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, i felt there was so a, bad there was i was a, you're good you're fine you well you were still tired from your trip um mm-hmm. we uh i was texting megan and julia and there was this like brief moment around midnight where megan was like yeah fuck yes and then i was silence. i woke up and then i was like super awake and then i just like passed the fuck out yeah again. it was like this like really brief moment of of interaction <laughs> And we just kept going. So I was like, she'll read it when she wakes up. I woke up the next morning and I had 111 <laughs> messages. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. We just kept going. Yeah. Uh, it's good morning reading. Because usually we do it in bursts. It's not like you have to like. Oh, yeah, exactly. Continuous, continuously. Well, except for that one day where you were um, at like a family thing. And we <laughs> we just kept texting you. Uh, <laughs> uh, with no intention of like receiving a reply, mind uh-huh. you. But, uh, but yeah, then we kept like hounding hounding Megan just bombarding her with hundreds of text <laughs> messages it was fun um do you want to tell them about the news that you have yeah I wasn't sure yeah I was gonna, well, I, because I, because um you can cut this part out because it's not relevant but I'm gonna be telling everyone during Thursday's meeting so then like if anyone does listen to this podcast it'll be old news so yeah. it won't really matter that's fair. so so fun news i got a new job yay i start um i'll tell you what it is in a second but i start in like three weeks the 16th my last day at our current workplace is friday the 13th which Uh, is really funny i didn't plan it that way it just happened and i laughed a lot that is interesting (laughs) because the last friday the 13th we encountered the universe shut down around us really that was march 13th Oh my god, I don't remember that. <clears throat> yeah, I have a Damn. newspaper um, that I'm going to frame that is <gasps> a New York Times from that day. Oh my god. Uh, so You're so right. Like, I do actually yeah. remember this now, but I completely forgot. Yeah, it was Friday the 13th uh, for us. Anyway, like, I don't know if right. everyone else puts it on that way, but yeah. So Friday oh. the 13th it yeah. no longer was just bad for the Templars. It is also, <laughs> also bad for Jesus other people. Christ. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so my new job is actually like corresponds really nicely to the story I was just telling because I'm going to be working for Patagonia, which is an amazing company. Like they treat their employees super well. They like really, really care about the environment and people in general. 
Um, so I'm going back to retail, which I feel like some people might think I'm insane. <clears throat> but from what I can tell, I'll be making more than I am now. And I'm going to be much happier because I won't be behind a desk every day. Yeah. I can talk to people, interact with them. And this is like, this is a leadership role. It's like a team. It's like retail team lead, I think is the official name. So like I am essentially doing what I did at my old job, at the toy store. Like that's what I was doing already. Like I opened and closed the store. I had access to the safe. I was in charge of other employees, like, but I wasn't again, a manager yet. And I'm right. like, that's perfect. Like that's <clears throat> ideal. The responsibility and... you're capable of doing without all the responsibilities of being in charge and without having to sit behind a desk all day, which is exactly. Yeah. Like this is so perfect. Whenever I was, cause I had been looking for a new job for a while and I was getting so frustrated because everything I was looking at that involved my current work, like videography and everything, either was just, um, I just wasn't, I, d I wasn't fully qualified for because they needed someone who had been doing it for longer, or they needed someone who's also a graphic designer, which don't get me started and how that is a completely different thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really frustrating. And every place I was looking at, I was like, I don't actually want to like work for a corporate place or like, right. And if you do, for, you I don't want to work sure in an office. Yeah. If you do work for a corporation like mm -hmm. Patagonia, of course, you yeah. want them to be a good corporation. It's good for the right, environment. Right. Exactly. Good for good humanitarian record. Exactly. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, I just mean that like I didn't want to be in an office space. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is more what I meant. Oh yeah. But, you don't uh, really have like you guys don't know. Well, some of you might know Megan. <laughs> we just know where you are. We don't know who you are. Um, mm -hmm. Megan's personality is very active as I do the physical <laughs> thing uh, so I can only imagine having that personality and sitting behind a desk for hours oh God, going it's over awful. It is so re in ridiculous detail mm -hmm. over videos mm -hmm. that other people have made that mm -hmm. you don't even have control over yeah the no, making it's like they're technically even. my videos but like they're not actually my <clears throat> right. they've stopped being my vision so yeah it's become very boring and repetitive and you don't yeah they're it's yeah, you don't have any control. You, it's not even like you have a creative outlet at that point. No, exactly. And it's and been taking away from my own photography because I've had no energy to put towards advertising my own work or like putting myself out there because I'm just like, I can't focus on it right exactly. now. Like I'm yeah. videoed out. I'm so burnt out from videos. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, it's something that I needed to do. Like I thought that this was what I wanted and it's not. And yeah, you learned from, yeah, like almost like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe like six months in, I started to realize that this was not the best place for me. <laughs> and I just stuck it out because I was like, oh, like I'll get over it. It'll be fine. I'll get used to it. Yeah. And you do, and, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But you shouldn't and, have to. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that made this whole thing challenging, and it's still scary to me because change is scary to me. But um, in one of the groups that we're both in on Facebook, one of like the Murderino groups, mm -hmm. someone said that they were comfortable in their discomfort and i was like that's it that is it exactly yeah. like i hate everything but i'm so used <clears throat> to it that it's still really scary to leave yes yes but i am leaving and i'm really excited <laughs> uh that is so exciting when you texted Thanks. when you texted us mm -hmm. I, I was like i was getting ready for a session because i was hosting a conference and i was like hey. <laughs> I'm in an office by myself. Oh. <clears throat> um, uh, oh my God, wait, I have a funny story. Yes. I totally forgot about this part of it. So, so it happened the day after I got back and I took the day off just because I was so fucking exhausted. 
Like, it wasn't, like, that was truly the only reason I took the day off. I wasn't expecting to hear anything <clears throat> from Patagonia. I was just like, I need to sleep because <laughs> I was so tired. Um, anyway, I had literally just laid down on my bed to take a nap. The comforter was over my body Ugh. and my phone started ringing. And, and I don't want to and I, and, I, and, I, and I recognized the number and I was like, oh my God, it's Patagonia. So I'm like under my comforter, like, hello. <laughs> and I slowly get out of bed to like not make a noise. Right. You don't want to be like, <laughs> like all the noise. Exactly. Like comforters I was, <laughs> comforters are the like, quietest things until you're like, I shouldn't be in bed. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like in a uh, Mulan, like Mushu and Mulan, where he like, I live. And I was trying to like raise up like that. <laughs> Just silently. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then Mick, Mick could hear me talking on the phone and like poked their head around my door and Archie was there and they just like were both staring at me and I just closed my door like go away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have to to, talk, like, I have to talk to this person. I have to do this I alone. Love, I love that Archie was participating in the... Oh, he was. Did you get Exactly. Yeah, as soon as I hung up, they were both at my door again. <laughs> just like both equally excited. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, sorry, I've been talking awesome. a lot this episode. Already. No, I don't really have much much to talk about uh, mm. that I will not that we will cover in the afternoon tea because it's right, longer. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm excited for you. Thank and... you. I'm really stoked to be back in a store. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm excited that yeah. you did. You did learn something mm-hmm. about yourself, which I did. Like Hala, every mm-hmm. everyone that is out there needs to learn from their experiences. Yep. Uh, oh, and the store is like. A five-minute drive away from my house. Yeah, I could also bike there if the, I wanted to. The, uh, that sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> the other bonus point, right? There's two. There's two bonus points. One, you mm-hmm. worked at the museum long enough for us to become friends. Yeah. And duh. love that. Um, mm-hmm. And two, uh, mm-hmm. Megan gets a really good discount that I'm fully going to take advantage of. Uh huh. Oh God, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, like I our discount is ten percent in the store. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's only 10%. No, 15%. It's 15%. Oh, okay. Uh, but still, right. versus what? 70? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, this is not only a good thing for Megan, but it is now a good thing for me and my... Oh, yeah. No, Mick's uh, parents are fully behind this because they want all the gear. <laughs> yeah. I need I need some hiking shoes. Mm-hmm. I need ones with ankle support now that I have broken yes. my ankle officially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, always, I always have boots with ankle support, but... Why is my drawer vibrating? Oh, I put my phone in here. I forgot. She's always calling me. Hold on. Okay. I'm recording. I'll call you back. <laughs> it's my sister. <laughs> I'll leave that in. <laughs> oh my god. Did she just say, okay, bye? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> she gets me. Uh-huh. Uh, she always, she either calls me or my mom on her way home. Aw. She hung up, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, um, Mick's been working four overnights in a row, and every morning they they talk to their mom on the way home. Mm-hmm. Just seemed like it's nice to have that like decompression moment. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, definitely. But she she'll either call me or she'll call my mom. So if I'm recording, um, she'll call my mom, and and mm-hmm. they'll chat for forever. And then uh, it's it's nice. It's nice to have mm-hmm. that like definitely. decompression moment. I mean, I haven't had to use it because. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Probably should use it, but it's different. Like basically going through the like these like occasional mental breaks. I've had two in the last three months. It's great. Um, it's harder to talk to my mom. 
because she mm-hmm. wants to fix everything. Yeah. And that's just how moms are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that to death. I love that that's her uh, default. Mm-hmm. But and then she feels guilty when she can't fix it. And then I feel worse. <laughs> right. Yep. And so I'm just like, I just like kind of glaze over it a little bit when I talk to her. But mm-hmm. then I get to, I can talk to you and, and Julia. But yeah. I appreciate that because mm-hmm. you guys are amazing. And you know where I'm coming from. Exactly. What did you do to your toilet? <laughs> uh, Whitney is talking to her cat, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, that's Megan, sorry. <laughs> it's still making noises and it shouldn't be. Okay, I'm to look at that later. It's okay. laundry day. Not laundry day, it's garbage day. So I have to, oh, yeah. I have to I gotta, we gotta put our trash out. Yeah. Um, shall we begin? We shall. Question mark? Yes. Cool. Is your phone alive or do you want me to It was do apparently it? alive. You can do it. Okay. Hey Siri. Why are you in my drawer? Oh wait, I need wait, no, I need to pick a number first. <laughs> it's not just me. It's when you have the I power know, of the I phone. Know. It is, it is. <laughs> okay, you wait, forget you pick, the other parts. Yeah, you pick a number. I'm gonna pick six. Six I will pick five. Hey Siri. Pick a number between one and ten. A random number between one six. and ten is six. Nice. I have the power. You do have the power. <clears throat> I will. I will go. I'll go second because okay. it is spooky. Okie dokie. Perfect. And we can end on a ooky spooky. Ooky um, spooky. And yeah. And then, yeah. So I'll go second. Okie dokie. One second. Why can't <clears throat> I make this full screen? Sorry. Oh, well, I'm like real scratchiness today. Oh, you're fine. I'm sleepy. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, so like I said, I, well, not that this is much different. I picked my topic today. Not that that isn't what I usually do anyway. <laughs> but I was trying to That's be fair. proactive, and I picked it yesterday, and then I had to change it because it wasn't spooky. Um, <laughs> whoop, that is not my notes. That is the notes for a video. Come back, notes. Where did you go? There it is. Okay. So <laughs> this is... The story of the Stanley Hotel, a.k.a. the hotel that inspired The Shining by Stephen King. Can I just make one one point? Yes. Sometimes it's spooky how you and I think alike. (laughs) You'll understand that when I start to do mine, but like, continue. Okay. (laughs) Did you also do a haunted hotel? Not a hotel. I I was originally going to do a haunted hotel this week. Oh my no god! No fucking lie. Oh my but, god. Uh, but I came across a, a TikTok, and oh uh, I sent it to Julie, and she was like, "You have to do this story." Yes. I'm overruling you on all the other topics you wanted to do. You're doing this story. Perfect. So like, okay. Sweet. So yeah. Yeah. So this like this so this like is spooky, but not like super spooky, which you'll get. But I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to roll with it. Okay. My sources were Wikipedia, uh, nightlyspirits.com, and an article by Stephanie Earls on outtherecolorado.com, <clears throat> which was really well written. So there's like a decent chunk from that, nice. which is why I gave the author's name. <laughs> yeah. um, Okie dokie. So the Stanley Hotel is a 142-room colonial revival hotel in uh, fuck, Estes? Este? Why didn't I? E-S-T-E-S. Estes. Estes? 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 It's in Colorado, so I can't, I don't want to say it's Spanish because it's in Colorado. 
Exactly. I read this many times and I was like, oh yeah, I know how to pronounce that. No, apparently I don't. Um, I'm looking it up on the Google machine, which is taking me to the YouTube machine. Yeah. Estes. It is Estes. 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 Okay. The robotic man said Estes. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> In Estes Park, Colorado. Oh, that makes uh, sense, actually, yeah. Um, approximately five miles from the entrance to the Rocky Mountain National Park, the Stanley offers panoramic views of Lake Estes, the Rockies, and especially Long's Peak. It was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley of Stanley Steamer. <gasps> Stanley, is that the same Stanley Steamer there are commercials for? I didn't like, yeah. put that together. Stanley Steamer. Oh. I think I was singing a completely different song. Yours is right. <laughs> older one honestly don't, I don't remember no i always can't a stanley steamer across the street because yeah i can't imagine that this is the same thing stanley steamer i mean I don't it's know. very possible it is possible um, um anyway there can't be more than one company called stanley steamer yeah probably not so it has uh, to and that's something yeah. i did not know i learned something yeah already. and it's like i again like i read this and it did not occur to me until i said it out loud <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, it opened on July 4th, 1909 as a resort for upper-class Easterners and a health retreat for sufferers of a pulmonary tuberculosis. The hotel and its surrounding structures are listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The Stanley Hotel served as the inspiration for the Overlook Hotel in Stephen King's 1977 best-selling novel, The Shining, and as the filming location for the 1997 miniseries, also written by King. Today, the hotel features a restaurant, spa, and bed and breakfast, and provides guided tours. So that's like a very brief, like, synopsis. And then the fact that it's still, it's still, yes, your hand is raised. It is open today. <laughs> if that was your question. No, was the movie film there? I, I don't think so. It said that there was a miniseries, which I've never heard of, but Matter I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I like, paused for a second, because I, whenever I first read this, I just assumed that it was the movie. But then I read TV miniseries out loud, and that is not, in fact, the movie. That's a very different thing. Can I help <laughs> I you? I don't know what is wrong with me right now. I'm really giggly. Did you rock on? It's, it's kind of nice. The <laughs> uh, um, cat has paid us a visit. Oh, hi. Hi, Rio. So, um, History. In 1903, the Yankee steam-powered car inventor, Freeland Oscar Stanley, uh, was stricken with a life-threatening resurgence of tuberculosis. The most highly recommended <laughs> treatment of the day, bless you, Sorry. was a fresh, dry air with much sunlight and a hearty diet. Therefore, like many lungers of his day, Stanley resolved to take the curative air of the Rocky Mountains. He and his wife, Flora, arrived in Denver, Colorado in March, and in June, on the recommendation of Dr. Sherman, Grant Bonney, relocated to Estes Park, Colorado for the rest of the summer. Over the course of the season, Stanley's health improved dramatically. Impressed by the beauty of the valley and grateful for his recovery, he decided to return every year. He lived to the ripe age of 91, dying of a heart attack in <clears throat> Massachusetts one year after his wife in 1940. 
Now we're going to back up to 1907. So by then, Stanley had recovered completely from his tuberculosis. However, not content with the rustic accommodations, lazy pastimes, and relaxed social scene of their new summer home, Stanley resolved to turn Estes Park into a resort town. Construction began on the Hotel Stanley, a 48-room grand hotel that catered to the class of moderately wealthy urbanites who composed the, San the Stanley social circle back east, as well as to consumptive seeking the healthful climate. The main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909 and the manor in 1910 to bring guests from the nearest train depot in the foothills town of Leon's, Colorado, uh, Stanley's Car Company produced a fleet of specially designed steam-powered vehicles called mountain wagons, which seated multiple passengers. Interesting. Stan I know. But Stanley operated the hotel almost as a pastime, remarking once that he spent more money than he made each summer. In 1926, Stanley sold his hotel to a private company uh, incorporated for the sole purpose of running it. The venture failed, and in 1929, Stanley purchased his property out of foreclosure, selling it again in 1930 to fellow automobile and hotel magnate, magnate, magnate. Uh, I, I thought so. Okay, <laughs> uh, Roe Emery of Denver. Until 1983, the Stanley was a summer resort, so heat was not added until 1979. Other than than that, the hotel is basically the same as it was when it opened. The Stanley Hotel National Register Historic District contains 11 structures, including the main hotel, the concert hall, a carriage house, manager's cottage, gatehouse, and the lodge, a smaller bed and breakfast, originally called Stanley Manor. So that's like the basic history of the building itself and like all of its incarnates. <clears throat> that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. The building um, I did is also on the National Register <laughs> of Historic Places. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to talk about Stephen King. So, in the fall of 1974, writer Stephen King and his wife stopped for the night at an old hotel overlooking the city. Once among the grand dames of the West, the Stanley had fallen on hard times and was a ghost of its former Edwardian-era self. Upon arriving, the Kings learned that the hotel was closing for the winter and only a skeleton crew remained. Nonetheless, the couple was checked into room uh, 217, the presidential suite, as the only paying guests. <clears throat> that night, the author had a nightmare in which he saw his young son being chased down the hotel's long, empty corridors by a predatory possessed fire hose. <laughs> he woke drenched in sweat and stepped to the balcony to smoke a cigarette. By the time he stubbed it out, he, worked, he had worked out the bones of what would become his third novel and, best, and first bestseller, The Shining. King's Nightmare turned out to be a sweet dream and breath of life for the historic landmark that served as inspiration for the fictional Overlook Hotel. The, stir the surge in the spectrally motivated tourism after the book was published in 1977 um, still is going strong, thanks in part to the 1980 film adapted di adaptation direct. Jesus, sorry. Thanks in part <laughs> to, the, to a 1980 film adaptation directed by Stanley Kubrick and starring Jack Nicholson. Um, this thing, this is really fun. I like this. That yeah. movie, widely considered one of the scariest ever made, plays nonstop on a designated channel in the Hotel Stanley. That's way more terrifying. Right? To be Isn't in the hotel. Awesome? Yes, and they just play this. it nonstop. Like, how fucking cool is that? Do we still know if it was filmed there? Uh, I don't. I really. I don't think it is. I think it would have said that it was. I think it's just a miniseries. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I feel like it'd be um, so much cooler if it was I know. I know. I totally agree. But I don't think it was. That's fair. They probably couldn't mm -hmm. do some of the things. Like, mm -hmm. 
axe. So it was still a functioning uh, hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, chop down a door with an axe. Uh, casual. I don't want you to do that. Yeah, casual. There. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> now we're going to get into uh, some of the ghosty ghosts. During the years since his death in 1940, the apparition of Mr. Stanley reportedly has appeared to guests checking in at the reception desk, and claims hold that the phantom of the late Flora Stanley, a pianist, sometimes can be heard tickling the ivories in the empty music room. (laughs) While some spots are more spiritually active than others, guests have reported strange occurrences, shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights, and items moving on their own. In every room on the hotel compound, which includes a century-old lodge and concert hall. In recent decades, the campus has hosted countless paranormal investigations, including um, teams from Travel Channel's, Channel's Ghost Adventures, whoop, and Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters. Whoop! <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to my favorite boys. <laughs> I, I don't blame me. <laughs> Bad for you. I was petting him Mm because he was like, love me. (laughs) Um, Pros aren't the only ones who get to play there. Uh, Overnight visitors opting for the ghost adventure package are assigned a room on the infamous fourth floor, a pocket-sized electromagnetic field reader, and other ghostly graft, including a mug bearing the chilling message Red Rum, yeah. which is murder spelled backward in case you have not seen The Shining or read it. Red Rum. Red Rum. There's also a podcast called Red Rum Blonde. Ooh, that sounds um, interesting. She's based in Pittsburgh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I always tell my tour group that I've investigated castles, dungeons, and buildings older than the U.S., and the Stanley is on the top of that list, said author and part-time paranormal investigator Richard Estep, who leads ghost tours on the weekends. A native of uh, Leicester, England, Estep grew up in a perpetually haunted a perpetually haunted house that sounds horrible that never gave up the ghosts that wait in a perpetually haunted house that never gave up the ghosts to him personally, but left him with a spirited passion for the otherworldly. In 21 years of investigating for books and television shows on both sides of the Atlantic, Estep has spent time living in England's oldest in England's oldest witch's prison and a haunted hospital in Utah, and a new TV show covering some of his more intriguing cases is airing Sundays on Destination America. What I don't is... know when this article came out, so I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> yes. What is this witch's prison about? I don't know. Of? Okay, I'm going to do some intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to know future what it topic. is. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm convinced <clears throat> that the Stanley is one of the more active locations out there, he said. They deeply love this hotel. As hauntings go, the hotel is something of a phenomena. Usually haunted locations have a history with lots of blood and death, but the Stanley doesn't have that which often takes people aback, Asteb said. They want to know how many deaths have occurred here, and it's about as many as other hotels. Not that many. That's the thing that I thought was interesting. Like, there isn't a bunch of violent deaths or anything like that. It's just haunted as hell. I heard somewhere it had something to do with, like, the foundations. Uh, Nothing I researched said anything about that, which is weird. Like... I couldn't find a ton of information my, about like what caused it. That's fair. My my source is unsolved, so not the most reliable of sources. <laughs> uh, now I feel like I like, didn't do enough research. Shit. No, I, no, like, I swear I didn't. I couldn't find anything. I tried really hard. Um, no, it, it's it's honestly that's the only place I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm. And it was like the the weird 
emo goth tour guide. Yes. If he could, he could have a neck beard. Oh, yes. But yes, definitely. Yes, so it's hard to it's hard to go with, like, confirmation. For sure. Yeah. Um, so in... So I, I read two articles where it said 1911 <clears throat> that this next thing happened, but then one article said 1920s, but I'm going to say 1911 because it makes more sense. If there's um, two articles that say that, that's probably... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in 1911, a gas leak led to an explosion in room 217, which if we remember was the same room that um, Stephen, Stephen King, King was staying in, mm-hmm. in like several years later. Um, that destroyed the second floor above the main dining hall and nearly killed a chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson. She ultimately recovered and returned to her job, which she held until her death at age 90, at her home in Estes Park. Soon after, the hotel started receiving reports of a spectral chambermaid hovering and walking through closed doors in the rebuilt guest quarters. Unmarried couples sharing a bed complained of an invisible force watching them apart as they slept, and single men woke to find their bags had been packed and left outside the door. Mrs. Wilson does what she wants to who she wants, Estep said. Despite okay. numerous reports, uh, reported sightings of spectral use on the hotel fourth floor and, and attic space, records show no child had ever actually died there. Places get ghosts for different reasons, such as tragedy or bloodshed, but also people tend to hunt places where they were very happy during their lifetimes, Estep said. I sense we're seeing people coming back bef- uh, because they deeply love this hotel. Generally speaking, uh, wherever you find people, you find ghosts, and vice versa. Danielle Moon, uh, age 11, and her parents traveled to Estes Park from Fort Morgan to see the famous elk and hear their loud, distinctive bugling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Have <laughs> they came to... can, confi- can confirm. <laughs> uh, they came to the Stanley for some sightseeing of a different nature, hoping for a paranormal experience. The family set out to wander the hotel when they met a member of the cleaning staff, who shared insights about the place's non-corporeal guests. She said they did, She said they don't like vacuums, said, uh, said Moon, who struck up a conversation with me in the audience. Are they dogs? They don't, like, they don't like vacuums. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what before... a weird fear for a non-corporeal mm-hmm. being. I don't know yet. She uh, leaned in and added an excited, in, in, in an excited stage whisper, the ghosts hate it when vacuums are on, so they turn them off. Like in Casper, when they suck up the uncles with the vacuum? I don't know. It's Listen, in the thing. <laughs> how much of this is someone just getting drunk and walking, watching Casper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds mad. Oh, my God. I have so um, questions for this person. Oh, my God. No, I do, too. With, uh, it looks like they talked to an 11-year-old, so I don't know how <laughs> accurate that is. So. The 11-year-old definitely saw Casper. Devin yeah. saw him, man. <laughs> um, so uh, we've already discussed room uh, <laughs> 2017, now it's 217, uh, but there are other haunted areas in the hotel as well. Uh, the Vortex. The stunning staircase between floors in the hotel's lobby has been dubbed the Vortex. It is a tornado of spiritual energy, sort of a paranorm- paranormal portal for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Guests report cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs, as though something has, has just walked right through them. Orbs and distortions have been caught on camera. Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have even been, been seen hand in hand watching over the hustle and bustle from the grand staircase. The concert hall. 
the concert hall was built by Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora. The stage features a trapdoor used for theatrical entrances and exits. The lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley. That's cool. Uh, the hall underwent extensive repair and renovations in the 2000s, but it is still a favorable spot of Flora Stanley's. She has been known to play the piano well uh, into the night. Another spirit fond of the concert hall is Paul. Among other duties, Paul used to enforce the 11 p.m. curfew in the hotel's early days. Guests and employees report hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. <laughs> a construction worker was doing some work on the floors in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. Paul is a big fan of the tour groups, often flickering their lights upon request. He sounds fun. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's oh, it's like fine. in there and I can't get rid of it. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Um, Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, The fourth floor. Guests staying on the fourth floor report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling, and playing. The the closet doors tend to open and shut on their own. More than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic. Later, it became a lodging for female employees, children, and nannies. Could it be that the Grady twins are more than fabrications of King's macabre, macabre imagination? Room 428 has reports of the sound of footsteps and furniture moving about, but the real haunt is a friendly cowboy who appears at the corner of the bed. Obviously, many friendly cowboys have spent a night or two at the Stanley Hotel over the years, but there is no indication of one dying in the building. Those that know their Estes Park history believe this to be the spirit of Rocky Mountain Jim Nugent. This is a... Nugent? Nugent, sorry. <laughs> this is especially because he mostly appears to the ladies, sometimes giving them a ghostly kiss. That That's... sounds non-consensual. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. When you said nougat, I was like, nougat? Like, the gooey filling? <laughs> what an interesting ghost. <laughs> I also wrote a note for when you're done. Okay, I only have, there's <clears throat> like five more little like bits of nah, nah, you're good. places. I, bo- I mostly wrote it down to remember to tell you this because perfect. This reminded me of it. So <laughs> uh, the ice house uh, before indoor refrigeration, the Stanley hotel had an outbuilding to house large blocks of ice. The ice house has been remodeled into a museum containing some of the original Stanley steamer cars. Stanley. It also has two spirits that have been seen inside. Billy is a shy kid that shows up as a blurry figure in photographs. Uh, the Pet Cemetery. Existing long before King's novel Pet Cemetery, there stood an actual pet cemetery outside of the Stanley Hotel. There are two beloved pets uh, buried there that, ma- that like to make appearances around the hotel. Cassie, the Golden Retriever, and Comanche around the property. I lost you. I'm okay with ghost, with ghost pets. I lost you at Golden Retriever. Do you, do you mean that you that you, you froze. stopped? I froze. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were just saying that no. you liked it and then you stopped listening, or okay, I will repeat. Uh, Cassie, the golden retriever, and Comanche, a fluffy white cat, have both been seen and heard all around the property. What an interesting name! For I know. I'm I'm very okay with ghost pets. I would love to see a ghost golden retriever. You don't hear enough about them. No, that's true. I'd like to hear more about ghost golden golden retrievers, very specifically. Very specifically. That might be mm-hmm. too specific. Oh, fine. Any ghost, <laughs> any ghost pet, I guess. <laughs> that's not a ghost spider. That's like... 
No. The worst mm-hmm. of yeah. every world. Spiders on alive spiders are are right? one thing. Ghost exactly. spiders, fuck no. Get gotcha. that shit away from me. <laughs> um, the underground caves. If you take the seventy-five minute historic Stanley Knight, you will get uh, an in-depth <clears throat> look at the underground, a cave system beneath the hotel. The caves have a high concentration of limestone and quartz, which some believe helped capture paranormal energy. It has been used by employees to get around the hotel, and it would seem that at least one of them is still down there. Current employees say the smells of home-baked goods linger in the tunnel with no apparent source. They attribute this to the pastry chef who worked for the Stanleys when the hotel opened. There was also a gray cat scene stalking about with bright green eyes, or with bright green and glowing eyes. He is not known to be from the pet cemetery, so perhaps he came from wherever those mysterious tunnels once led. The hedge maze. The open area in front of the Stanley Hotel was originally for a long driveway for Stanley steamers and a promenade promenade for guests to enjoy the views. In 2015, it was replaced with the hedge maze. They held a competition where they chose the design from 300 global entries. This was done to connect the hotel to Stanley Kubrick's film version of The Shining, which introduced the suspense of... Which introduced the suspense-provoking hedge maze. In King's novel, the lawn of the Overlook Hotel was adorned with topiary animals. While no specific ghosts have been reported inside, people tend to get panicky and have trouble breathing while navigating the maze. The Stanley Hotel is a top destination for ghost hunters, horror fans, adventure seekers, health enthusiasts, and nature lovers alike. You don't have to stay overnight to experience all that the hotel has to offer. Tours are available daily, and each restaurant, bar, museum, or spa offers a unique experience. Literally brought back from the dead, thanks to one of the most famous and successful writers of all time, it's no wonder that the Stanley Hotel is considered among the most haunted hotels in the world. If you are brave enough to visit, the Stanley is waiting with arms wide open. Fuck yes. That is the Stanley Hotel. That's awesome. Uh, Two things. Yes. Do you think Stanley Kubrick decided to... to, uh, be the director because it was the Stanley Hotel. Ooh, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not probably not the first person to connect that fact that his name is Stanley. It's called the Stanley Hotel, and mm-hmm. also three things. It's actually three things. <laughs> uh, did not know Stanley steamers were a car. Why yeah, so that's why I think it might be different, car? but I don't know. Uh, who knows? Uh, how do I not? How, why do we not? Why? Hmm? Why do we not have steam-powered cars now? Because I feel like that's, um, well, because we did gas and electric instead otherwise we'd be doing the steampunk stuff which i'm totally all for i would love to be steampunk yeah fuck yes yeah mick and i were just at spirit halloween killing some time today because we are bored and not that i was working or anything um and i was eyeing up a new job you're fine (laughs) i was eyeing up all the steampunk shit it's so fucking cool it's so fun my my goggles that i got for the protests yeah um three things the third thing Sorry. Uh, the laughing in the distance, children laughing in the distance thing, mm-hmm. uh, reminded me of a story from work, and it's a real, <gasps> real quick story. So it was like at oh, night. No. It was oh, the first no. time we had. Do you remember the exhibit that we had last year? <clears throat> Which one? At the, at, it was this time last year. Um, I don't want to say that. I can cut the name out. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. It was the first time we had that exhibit. Uh, mm-hmm. in 2013, 2004, like earlier in, in the, in the, in the teens. Um, and I think they, they no longer have them, but there was, there were these things you could hug them. 
mm-hmm. and they would make a noise, like they would respond to you. It's kind hmm. of this, they called yeah, hug- I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I, I, I don't really work. Um, <laughs> and they called them hug trees. And the reason that they probably don't have them is because the, the sensors inside would get stuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. And there was, like, a, 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 a one that was, like, a grown man, one that was a woman, one that was a child. Mm-hmm. And this day, apparently, the child uh, was stuck. I didn't know it. And it's late and it's dark out. Closing, oh, no. oh, no. closing down that hallway, turning off all the lights. Mm-hmm. And then in the darkness, in the silence, you just hear, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have screamed bloody murder. I nearly shit my pants. I swear mm-hmm. to fucking God. And I emailed our exhibits team, and I was like, you know what's fun? When it's real, real dark at night, and it's quiet, and you're the only one in the hallway, and there's no one else around, and it's just peaceful and quiet and serene, and then you hear the sound of children giggling in the darkness. (laughs) On a related note, the hug tree is stuck. I did not receive a response to my email. No! But it was fixed the next day. Um, I mostly just wanted... I, I mostly wanted at least one person to respond because yeah. I feel like it would be hilarious. But, but this is so funny. Yeah, it is hilarious. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I would have pissed my pants. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. Run to the wall, I like, definitely, my heart stopped for a second mm-hmm. because you can't. You normally, when there are people in the hallway, you can't hear. Yeah, exactly. There's so much. There's so many other interactives. There's mm-hmm. so much between you and where the hug tree is. But when there's no people, there's no staff, there's no interactives. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's just a heavy silence. So was, yes. Children. Oh children's laughter. That's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Um, yes. So, love the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, I, I've watched the Ghost Hunters episode. They did a really good job because they found evidence in the ballroom. Ooh. It was the only place I think I remember them finding it. Mm-hmm. So, now I, I, I just want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I've definitely seen the Ghost Adventures episode, but I don't remember it. But like the reason, because I was looking for like a list of haunted hotels, yeah, and I recognized the facade of this, and I was like, I know I've seen this. I'm gonna pick this one. On your list was there the Jerome Grand Hotel? I didn't scroll all the way down. You saw, I saw the one that I knew, and yeah. I was like, done. <laughs> I was going to do the Jerome Grand Hotel, which I may do. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. a spooky season one. It's not. Yeah. I might actually skip it because it's not that compelling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I will. Eh, whatever. It'll be a surprise if I do it or not. Yeah. Um, because we do like the surprises here on, on mm-hmm. uh, shit I think is cool. Yeah. Um, but, so I was going to do that one and I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I don't want to necessarily, it's not that compelling, basically. Right. I was like, I don't know if I can make it as compelling because we like, we built up this, this month into like spookier and spookier mm-hmm. things. <clears throat> so I was like, well, I could do the Blood Countess. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do it. And Julia was like, yeah, that sounds like that sounds good. You could do mm-hmm. a good job with that one. Um, and then I stumbled across this TikTok uh, about this topic. And I sent it to Julia. And she was like, you have to do this one. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much involved. And it sounds like it would be cool as fuck. And I was like, okay, I'll do this one. So I am doing the El Paso High School. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm very intrigued. Yes. Uh, I had not heard of it before. And like I said, I, I would not have heard of it had not been for TikTok. So all y'all shit not TikTok. You mm-hmm. learned some shit. 
Can I blow my nose real fast? Yeah, go ahead. Because I don't know how to make it stop. It's just the sound that it makes. It's pretty impressive. Because, like, mm -hmm. you, you don't normally hit a note when you blow your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that part in. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I, will, I will cut out the, the actual noise, though. So Thank you. Because it. it's really loud, I'm it, sure. It is. Uh, it's brilliant, though. Thank you. Um, I've heard you blow your nose before, and it, it just hit me that that was the noise <laughs> that it makes. All right. So the El Paso High School. Mm -hmm. All right, my sources: Wikipedia, obviously, HauntedRooms.com, mm -hmm. El Paso High School Haunted.com, mm -hmm. AtomicRenegades.com, SeeksGhost.com, and Borderzine.com. I like Atomic Renegade. Yeah, that's uh, my like favorite. A, I, there were a lot of really cool names, and I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got most of most of them. I got from the first three. Then there are little right. bits that came with it from mm -hmm. the other ones that I thought were like ni nice little uh, additions to the stories that I got. It was nice. Uh. <laughs> Hi, Mom. She started listening. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> I just spoke into my giant sweatshirt. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really cozy. Megan got real snuggly when her story was done. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So El Paso High School is the oldest operating high school in El Paso, Texas. Are you surprised it's in El Paso, Texas? Would that have been hilarious if it was in, like, Florida? <laughs> it's like in Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> uh, and is part of the El Paso Independent School District. It serves the west-central section of the city, roughly south and west of the Franklin Mountains and north of Interstate 10, to the vicinity of Executive Center Boulevard. It is fed by Wiggs Middle School, into which three elementary schools is in its feeder, feeder pattern. I get it. It's like yeah. different schools funnel their way yes. in there. The Lamar, Mesita, and Vilas schools, elementary schools. Mm -hmm. I, I can't honestly tell you if those were pronounced correctly. <laughs> Known as the Lady on the Hill, the high school sits on a mountainside at the foot of the Franklin Mountains, overlooking the central portion of the city and its boundary with Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. The city of Juarez. Mm -hmm. Um... It stands out prominently on the horizon, commanding a view of the city. And it's actually a really pretty building. Um, built by the architect firm Trost and Trost, hmm. the Greco-Roman features of El Paso High made it a unique landmark in town. Construction for the school cost about $500,000, which was a lot. Mm -hmm. The year that it was built. It was like 1906. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I thought fine. I did. I even remember taking it out because I was like, oh, I already put it in there. No, it's like 1906. Ah. In the early 1900s, this was built. <laughs> um, the inside of the school was uh, with its marble floors, and it is as elegant as it is on the outside. Damn. So yeah, this is a really pretty, pretty building. Inside the front entrance, the hallway that circles. Do you hear mm -hmm. the noise? Mm -hmm. No? Okay. It's really going. I'm going to figure out what's going on. The, uh, inside the front entrance, the hallway that circles the rear of the large auditorium has a... Sorry. <laughs> has a coffered low ceilings and classical columns. Fancy. That doesn't happen very often where that happens. But it happens every once in a while. It's mostly on C words. 
<laughs> it hasn't happened on the podcast yet. I can tell you that. <laughs> the main f- uh, corridor floor was of marble. The other hall floors were of quarter sawed oak, and the classroom floors were made of hard maple. Holy fuck. Right? This is a classy ass. I thought my high school was fancy. Mine was Shit. not. Shit. <laughs> it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. And I went they, to a yeah. private school. Well, that is fancy. Mm-hmm. I went to a public school. It's not fancy. Particularly the, the building they built in the 1970s that had very thin windows and oh, had no. carpeting on the walls. Oh, no. It's the gym now. They think they decided <laughs> that that was not a realistic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the main corridor... No, I said that one. Yeah. Most of the toilet and shower rooms were finished in tile, marble, and porcelain. Holy fuck. Yeah. And this is, like, standard. This is a public Uh building. Oh, my God. The ground floor is below street level. The second floor is at street level, and its two perpendicular wings connect at a 45-degree angle with heavily decorated Corinthian porch... With a heavily decorated Corinthian porch or pavilion. Damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah, this is a really pretty building. Mm -hmm. This overlooks Jones Stadium, named after the first assistant principal of the school... R. Randolph Jones. The stadium seating... (laughs) The stadium seating 12,000 was one of the first major concrete stadiums built in the country. 12,000 people is a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. The, um... This is a high school? This is a high school. I mean, El Paso is a big city. Not like Pittsburgh. Uh, But Hinesfield... Hinesfield at the time that I worked there, at least, was 66,000. <clears throat> so that's a lot. <clears throat> Semi semicircular steps lead up to the main entrance of the school built of concrete and tile. <clears throat> At the top of the steps are six terracotta pillars supporting a pediment and entablature bearing the school's name. And a pediment is a triangular shape. Mm-hmm. I talk about it in my tour that will never see the light of day. <laughs> Fine. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's fine. I've given up on it. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. I was like, eh, I can do better. I can do better. I completely forgot about that. You have enough going on. Sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> On each side of the steps are brick and terracotta trimmed bases holding cast iron candelabra. Very, very fancy. I'm, mm-hmm. How do children not destroy this? Mm-hmm. Above the front doors as a uh, are... Above the front doors, a bronze tablet bears the words, quote, A cultivated mind is the genius of democracy. It is the only dictator that free men acknowledge and the only security that free men desire. Maribel B. Lamar. It's actually not bad. That's a good quote. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. In 1922, the Ku Klux Klan board members elected to change the school's name to honor its Texas hero, Sam Houston. Gross. Yeah. President of the Republic of Texas and Governor of Texas. And apparently racist. <clears throat> yeah. El Paso High became Sam Houston High School, but was changed back after a year because of strong community protest. Yay! In 1923, the Ku Klux Klan was defeated in the local polls, and their presence in El Paso soon died out. Yay! Yeah. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in May 1922, students only needed 16 units of credit 
to graduate by but 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 by <laughs> it's fine uh, uh, but by September that number had changed to 20 I don't know why that's relevant it's just in there and I read it I didn't take it out so I'm reading it mm-hmm. El Paso High offered the first music classes in the state and was also the first to include a modern language Spanish in its course oh, of study sweet that makes sense. You share a border mm-hmm. with Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Paso High was also the first in the state to have a student military corps organized by the district superintendent, Captain Calvin W. Esterly, a retired army officer who had graduated from West Point. That's not the name of Yeah, West Point's mm-hmm. good. West Point's good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, it was, it was the pop filter. Hold on. I feel very far and I'm leaning. Very good. I'm just nestled in my giant sweatshirt. You do look comfy. I'm uh, so comfy. I'm glad we're not recording these ones because Zane just saw me scooch. <laughs> On November 17th, 1980, El Paso High became a historic landmark with the National Register of Historic Places, which means that the owners of the building can do whatever they want to the outside, but a federal project cannot affect the building. So you cool. can't put a you can't put a uh, a road, mm-hmm. or a, you can put a road. You can't put a, a federal road, like a highway, or an Got interstate, it. through where that building is. Uh, mm-hmm. Our the building your office is in is also on that same list. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's in my architecture tour. El Paso. Okay, now we now we cut to El Paso. El Paso. It's dark and late, usually around two a.m. where the faint noises of the tiger fight song begin to sound. Then, more clearly, cheerleaders cheering and. Cheerleaders cheering. Five uh, golden rings. <laughs> <laughs> and students laughing and stamping feet cascading into a pep rally mm. in a locked, empty auditorium. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. ghosts. You are hearing ghosts. <gasps> like gasp. Quote, you might, you might also think New Orleans is the most haunted city in the U.S., but it's actually El Paso. Says Tobias H. Or Toby Tovar. Age 55. Who was a math instructor at El Paso High School. I was really curious if you were just going to leave it there. And be like, I don't know who this is. There were a lot of fucking commas. There's just a lot (laughs) of fucking commas in that sentence. I really thought you were just going to end it there. And I was like, okay, I don't know who this man is. But fine, I'll take his word for it. (laughs) A math instructor at El Paso High School. That's who he is. Yeah, I still take his word for it. Yeah, and and El Paso High School is the most haunted building in town. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the reason I stopped? Why? It's because one of these articles listed his name as Trevor. Oh, well, that's odd. And yeah, it's not his name. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out if it was the same person, and it has to mm-hmm. be because they do whatever. So according to this guy, who's completely non-biased, 
What is that? What's on my eyeball? Mm-hmm. Um, El Paso High School is the most haunted building in the most haunted town. So it's mm-hmm. the most haunted place. In the U.S.? In the U.S., yeah. He's only going <sighs> out by the U.S. Hmm? You mm-hmm. never know. He's completely mm-hmm. not biased, being the math teacher that works there. <laughs> that works at that school. <laughs> yeah. uh, the ghost of El Paso High School. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm going to do that every time. Yes. Of course, with such a long-storied history of excellence and a campus this unique and imposing, there are bound to be a few dark tales here and there. But the sheer breadth of their oddity is what makes El Paso's history with, pa- with the paranormal truly unique. For instance, it was a morgue. It was a morgue? It was a morgue. Ah. Though encounters with the paranormal and the odd go almost as far back as the school itself, one particular part of its history that cannot be ignored was its time working as an overflow morgue during the World Wars. Oh, shit. And during the Spanish flu epidemic. Ooh. Which we all have become much more familiar with Mm -hmm. for reasons. <clears throat> the school's immense and labyrinthine, labyrinthine basement temporarily held bodies that were shipped into El Paso in the wake of the Spanish flu outbreak and combat deaths from World War II until the next of kin could be informed. That's all it says. That's all it has about that. There's just a morgue. There's no haunty, ghosty things that come from it that I can tell. Just a morgue. It just was a morgue. I mean, which it's is creepy. Creepy so. in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> in 1920... It snowed a lot in El Paso, to the point where they had to close the schools. Some of the teachers... It's not in 1920. This definitely happened. This is the wrong... Yeah, okay. So when you were having the same issue with the with the dates, it was yeah. not in 1920. Yeah. It was in... It was like 15 years ago. Got it. Uh, it snowed to the point where they had to close the schools. Mm-hmm. Some of the teachers and students has, had arrived before the closure announcement and weren't allowed to leave due to unsafe road conditions Mm -hmm. there's probably like an inch of snow um having nothing to do the group of people checked decided checked what the fuck decided to there's an x later on i don't know what Mm -hmm. happened in my brain decided to explore the school starting with the tunnels in the basement yes tbh i would totally do that yeah after that some of the teachers crawled Yeah, it's fine. Okay. After that, some of the teachers crawled into the small opening which led to the brick wall that blocked a tunnel. Mm. The bricks were old and the cement between them was crumbling. Therefore, they pushed one of the bricks until all the others gave away, revealing a dark cavity. (gasps) Cavity. Go to the dentist. (laughs) I don't know what happened to my voice. It was very... Go to the dentist. Today is a weird day. (laughs) Uh, Continue. With with the help of their flashlights, they discovered a sealed-off classroom. (gasps) Ooh! The classroom was still set up with desks in place, texts, and student notebooks still there. Hmm. Quote, there were Baby Ruth candy bars, candy bar wrappers on the floor from its (gasps) time when the product was sold for five cents, as well as numerous five-cent Coke bottles. There was a second, yeah, there was a second sealed off classroom nearby, also ready to receive students, now filled with only dust and silence. (sighs) Try as they Uh, might, they would never be able to discover why two classrooms would be sealed off so fast that they were not even cleaned of debris, 
desks or texts, nor the students be given time to clean their personal items. That is so cool. Also, I'm sorry, I just remembered that my school had a creepy, had like one or two creepy rooms in the basement too that I got to see once. It was really fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, I think it used to be like an old common room, but then everyone kept having sex down there, so then they stopped having a pure common room for the students. That's that's fair. That sounds that sounds like a good call. That sounds like a really good I call. I think that's I think that's what the story was. It's been a while. Ah, yeah, I don't yeah. doubt it. Teenager mm-hmm. men. Yep. Uh, there's no end quote, but there's that's the end of the quote. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Toby Tavar uh, was the the person. So that's why it's like it's only 15 years ago. It wasn't actually in the 1920s, okay. but. This, yeah, apparently I copied this article, which was, had the wrong date. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Toby Tavar, the guy from before, mm-hmm. was the coach of the school's basketball team. Mm. One day, apparently not only math teacher, coach. Mm. One day, the team was practicing in the gym when suddenly two sealed doors leading to a, a tunnel slammed open viciously. There was no wind or anything that could cause the doors to open. Confused, they took a bench and put it in front of the doors to keep them open. Then they started practice again when suddenly the bench they put in front of the doors flew about three feet away from the doors, which had opened just a few moments earlier. This is a very poorly written article. Uh, so so they what, tried to keep the doors open? They tried to keep the doors shut Oh, by putting okay. a bench in front of it. And Got the doors it. didn't open this time, but the bench flew three feet. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Later in the week, that was when they discovered the underground tunnels and the classrooms. So, yeah. Haunted auditorium. <laughs> One night, different coach, Danny McPhillip, had brought his track team back from a competition in Austin. They had arrived late to school around 10 p.m., when the students were gathering their belongings, McPhillip heard the Tagger fight song cheerleaders and other pep rally noises. Thinking it, was a, as the, thinking it was a surprise for his team, he ran to the floor where the auditorium was. When he opened the doors, everything was dark and quiet. It was completely empty. Confused, he went back down to the first floor where his students were. Then the noises started again. This time, his whole team heard it. Everyone ran to the gym and opened the doors. Again, everything was dark and quiet. I want you to know that I took out the word again four times. (laughs) In just those four sentences. (laughs) Well, you did great. I didn't even notice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They turned on the lights and looked around, but no one was there. In the gym, they heard... And in the gym, they searched the steps leading to the stage and found an entire set of Catholic encyclopedia hidden between the steps. They returned it to the library, thinking it was the school's, but they found out it was not from their library. Yeah. Right? Creepy. Right? Female spirits. There have been situations where the emptied halls are filled with a thick mist for no particular reason. Trevor, a faculty member, this is... Tovar. Basketball. Uh, yes, yeah, that guy. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't clarify anything. I just said basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know how spooky this is with our giggling, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I don't know what this is. It honestly makes me feel better that we're giggling about it because I would literally like had my mm-hmm. I had trouble getting to sleep last night. Oh yeah, no, no wonder. This, yeah, mm-hmm. Trevor, who is Tovar, a faculty member at El Paso High, shared his and his coworkers various paranormal experiences when interviewed by Ken Hundel. If that's his real name, take it or leave it. My phone is not dead. How are you not dead? How are you not dead? Do you hear that? The yeah. Yes. That's his. That's his litter box. Oh, that's the first time I've heard it. <clears throat> well, that's good. It's sounded a few times, but I think I've been talking, so mm-hmm. it's probably you can probably hear it. Okay. According to Trevor, Angelo Placluda, the journalism instructor at El Paso High. Side note, uh, every sentence also has El Paso High in it. I didn't change that, so I apologize for the repetition. Oh, it's fine. According to Trevor, Angelo Placluda, the journalism instructor at El Paso High, would stay the long night with journalists and yearbook students to produce the first class yearbook. What a weird place to, to plug your yearbook. Whatever. At 11 o'clock, Angelo Placluda locked up his classroom and was walking down towards the exit when he saw a woman lit by the red exit sign. (laughs) She was dressed in a 1950s blue chiffon prom dress. As Placluda began to walk in her direction, the ghostly figure looked directly at him, and he noticed she was floating above the ground. (gasps) Ghost. With every step he took, the woman began, began to become... The woman began to become more and more transparent, eventually vanishing into thin air. The sighting of ghost girls. <laughs> I went to like a girls gone wild situation in my brain. I apologize. <laughs> I like, what the fuck? <clears throat> the sighting of ghost girls is a common occurrence at the school. At least one being tied to a girl who committed suicide. By slitting her wrists and jumping to her death from the balcony within the school. Though the hallway and stairwell leading to it have since been walled off, more than one person has reported seeing a girl standing in that balcony, occasionally leaping from it to her doom. Those brave enough to have snuck in... Those brave enough to have snuck into the blocked-off hallway have reported strange slime dripping from the ceiling... And a light mist that pours through it, uh, through at least once a day, only to quickly evaporate. Is it ectoplasm? That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we're same page. Ghosts. Yep. Another, uh, another of the most famous El Paso high school ghosts comes uh, stories comes from a class picture taken in the 1985 graduating class. Mixed in among a row of teachers is a faded young woman in a white dress. Only a few people in the picture seem to notice her, and upon questioning, nobody in the picture claims to know who she was. I have the picture. I will send it to you. Yes, I want to see. I was literally just thinking that I would look it up immediately. The pictures are are pretty good. Uh, I will include them in the the Instagram post on Friday. Um, Others have... I put the mouse in front of the words... Others have insisted she was not in the original picture and has only faded in over time. 
Mm. Whatever the case, this young woman remains another of the strange, ghostly mysteries that El, pa that El Paso High School has to offer. In another recently... Mm? No, I just can't read. In another recent yearbook, uh, an old photo taken in 1916 is displayed. It was taken when the school was being built. In the first photograph, there's a figure of a woman in a, a young woman in a white dress. No one knows who she is or why she's there. In the original negative, she is not <gasps> in it. Yes! She, agree she, appear she again only appears in this yearbook print, which I have a picture of. <gasps> yes. uh, sharp left turn. True crime. You're breaking up really badly for me. How about oh, you're now? you're frozen. No, I just stopped moving. No, no, you were frozen for a second. Uh, like, I was? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're okay now, I think. Okay. Should I reread? No, I think it's probably fine on your side. I think I'm just having trouble hearing. Okay. Like, there's a very long delay with you speaking and the video catching up oh, with you that, right now. That sounded well for us in the past. <laughs> um, at least we are doing this on a Monday, so if we do have to re-record something, mm -hmm. we can. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got the negative. She's she's not in the negative, but she's in the photo. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, sharp left turn. We're going to go mm -hmm. to true crime. Yeah. September 12th, 2020. Mm -hmm. 2020? Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, the El Paso Police Department said Saturday it is now seeking the public's health in locating a man who robbed two teenagers at gunpoint near El Paso High School last month while the pair was ghost hunting. <gasps> On the night of August 5th, the two teens were parked along the 1500 block of Virginia next to El Paso High School. They were attempting to see the ghosts at the high school, which locals say is haunted. People like Trevor. Mm -hmm. That's when a man approached and knocked on the window of their car. The pair lowered their window, and the man threatened them with a handgun. The man forced the teens out of the car and ransacked it. Police say he stole an iPhone and some loose change and then fled on foot. The armed robber is described as a Hispanic man, 18 to 20 years old, short hair and bushy eyebrows. If you know anything, please contact the El Paso police. Moving on. <laughs> I thought that was like a neat, like, shit still going on. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't laughing at, I was laughing at the way you said, if you know anything, contact the police. Well, I cut that part out because I was like, no one, no one in El Paso listens to us, but That's so, true. someday they might. Mm -hmm. um, there's also not a lot to go on. There's no, there's like no, not even a, like a, a sketch of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, quote, El Paso high custodians quit their duties around 9 p.m. So unless someone is working late after this hour, the massive building is deserted. The lights are out and the alarms are set. The building is completely secure. But with El Paso high, it can never be said with any certainty that the building is deserted and secure. The restless dead walk the dark. Ooh. End quote. That is the story of the super fucking haunted building. Yes. That kids go to school in. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it's really, I didn't include any pictures. It's a really pretty picture. Uh, it's a really pretty building. So mm -hmm. I will also include a picture. Yes, please. It's a very large building. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's because El Paso is such a big, uh, big city. I actually don't know how big El Paso is. Stand by. Yeah, I have no idea. 
How big El Paso? Population 682,000. Yeah, that's kind of big. For reference, the city of Pittsburgh within the actual city itself is like 300,000. Which is not that much. <laughs> Just to break the tension. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the girl that slowly disappeared as he got newer, nearer. Yeah. And then the girl who is slowly appearing in the photo. That's I love what it. Me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no wonder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the story of El Paso. I love it. I love that we were on the same wavelength for this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why I was like, holy shit, because it's uh-huh. twice in one month. That exactly. We, that we've gotten mm-hmm. very similar. Mm-hmm. What did we do last time? What did you do last time? Oh, last time was Slenderman. Yeah. Okay. But I think it was the time before that we were worried we did the same thing, maybe. Yeah, because we both did a haunted building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did Mansfield. Yeah. Which, that's funny that we keep doing that. I know. Um, love it. Uh, so that is what's not going to be the last episode <laughs> of our spooky season because we have our Halloween yeah. special that's coming out for you guys. It'll be tomorrow. Exactly. Uh you can listen to our ghost hunt of Green Man's Tunnel. Dun, dun. Yeah. Nick is so excited. You have I, no idea. I'm excited. <laughs> I have to, uh, tomorrow I'll dig out my equipment, make sure everything works. I was going to cool. get a new a recorder, mm-hmm. uh, but I have no money. I have one. I can't. I'm. It should be fine as long as there's not a lot of wind. That's fair. I mean, I have be... one too, so we can bring both and all we have. Both. Okay. Yeah. We will do our best. <clears throat> yeah. Um,. And I have a camera that has night vision. Yes. So I will bring that. Sweet. Um, and I have an EMF detector. Yes, I am so excited for that. Yeah. So Mick is going to bring a scary story book and read scary stories if we want to. Love it. I will, I'll do some research on Green Man so we can cool. talk about him when we're there. Sweet. Because, you know, it's, it's not rude at all to talk about someone in front of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm going to be so freaked out this whole time. <laughs> uh, we do have to figure out the logistics of, like, getting there. And, yeah, like... in the, the time we're going to do it. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually can't, I can't take Friday off, so... Yeah, you're being all responsible now. Yeah, well, no, it's, no, it's even before I was leaving, I... Uh, yes, yeah, so I can, like, sleep it a little bit, but I do actually, like, have to work on Friday. Well, it's dark times now, and mm-hmm. the sun is... Yeah. Going down at, what time is it? Six o'clock? Yeah, so I was thinking like, late. yeah, I was thinking like nine or ten. Yeah, that sounds fine. Okay, cool. Because it doesn't need to be like three hour long episode. Sweet. I'll cut yeah. out. And it's, and it's still, and it's a drive too to get there, so. Yeah, it's out near my sister. Sweet. Um, we can hijack the babies and scare the shit out of them. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, It's going to be really exciting. Mm -hmm. I am really scratchy today. Oh, I did not like the way that sounded. Especially because it's still breaking up for me a little bit. So that sounded real creepy. (laughs) Oh, I didn't like that either. (laughs) 
because you froze again <laughs> and so I couldn't see you. <laughs> it just happened. Ah, love it. Ah. Uh, it's very easy to freak Megan out. It is. Uh, as evidence of our, of our last afternoon tea episode. Oh my god. Oh, to which, if you listen to that episode, I guess I could update you, but it, I feel like that's a long time away. Uh, the neighbor is alive. Oh, good. He did. Uh, he said after he sent that email, like that night, mm-hmm. the neighbor came home and he'd been gone for two months, Got which it. raises more questions of mm-hmm. who was next door to him within those two months strumming mm-hmm. the guitar. That's true. And knocking on his wall. Um, <sighs> so he's like, I have more questions than answers, but at least he's not dead. That's good. <laughs> so thank you, Dimitri, for the update. Yes. Thanks, Dimitri. Or Demi. I don't know what you go by. Because you, your email says Dimitri. Your podcast is Demi. So Thanks, Demi. Yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> I'm real burpy. I drank, uh-huh. I drank some soda. Got it. Because uh, I wanted a Big Mac. Yeah. And fries. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> I like fries. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of stories... Send us your stories at yes. should I think is cool podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or submit them online at sh- should I think is cool.com. Yeah. You could also DM us on Instagram, which is should I think is cool podcast, and on the Twitter, which is cool shit pod, and Facebook is S I T I C podcast. Yes. Yes, hey, I got us. them all. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so follow us there and stay tuned for our next episode. I have a really yeah. good one for, oh, are we, we're going to do a, a, an election night special. Right. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. We'll probably have to figure out when to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we're going to drink a lot and talk about our favorite presidents, <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna not going to do it. Yeah. Interesting. It is going to be very interesting. Uh, we are not going to do it on election night. Because I will probably be working the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be glued to anything that's coming in on the news. Yeah. So, so that's not a night for us to to, no. to, to record it. But for mm-hmm. you to listen to it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just... <laughs> I was watching something where some... It's apparently like a trend. Uh, which I'm fine with this trend because it sounds like fun. Where yeah, you drink it sounds like and fun. you try to talk about things that require thought, brain power... And it's fun to see how things happen. Oh, so, definitely. yeah. <clears throat> so we're going to do that with Julia. You guys are going to yes, Julia. Yeah. Definitely. If, depending on Mick's schedule, they yeah. might join. But I'm going to guess no. That sounds about right. Cause yeah, just they, because of their schedule. And they also don't, they don't drink very much. So. Yeah. And they're responsible for people's lives. Yes, exactly. They work at <laughs> a hospital, so they can't <laughs> we, go ham the yeah. night before a shift. <laughs> Or we, we can get we, away with it. Exactly. Yes. We don't want them to get in trouble. Whereas exactly. we don't have to go anywhere. Exactly. Although I do have to go on, on Monday to work because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It's fine. But yeah, so stay tuned for all those fun things and another Sweet. episode of Afternoon Tea coming out next Monday. And mm-hmm. thank you all for being patient with us as we skip this week. And that's all I really have. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yay. Good. Yay. All right. Yay. See y'all next time. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs>
creepy thing you did? What was the creepy? What? What was the creepy thing? Go to the dentist. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened to my voice.